Welcome to Spirit Life Talks, where we discuss the power of living spirit forward. Welcome to Spirit Life. I'm Michael Farmer. And I'm Junior Thomas. And today we're going to discuss the Beatitudes from a Spirit Life Lens. I'm so excited about this topic, Junior. This is going to be transformative for a lot of people. Yeah, because these teachings that we hear from Jesus, um, often called as a Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes, are some foundational principles that Jesus has laid to experience the kingdom of heaven. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense to the worldly or carnal mind. Absolutely, because God's goal of, com- of, of sending his son Jesus to earth was so that we can experience the abundant life. And I say the abundant life, a life filled with joy, purpose, peace, and not an aimless one. That's exactly right. Because many people had no concept of how much good God had planned for them until Jesus came. Goal is not to build another church or religion. When I say church, not a church building and the religious rituals. That's not his goal. His goal is for all human kind, the whole human race, to experience a purpose-filled, joyful life. A whole new paradigm is here now with the arrival of Christ and his teachings, and that's the truth that he is concerned about us. Our Actually, the book of Jeremiah says, the plans of God are to prosper us and not to harm us. He really wants our individual states of mind, our individual happiness, all to be improved. You know, traditionally, like I said, religious structures and um, has gotten into these rituals and do's and don'ts, but that's not what Christ came for. That's right. The world has trained us into something God never intended for us. And so we, now we're going to unlearn some of those stuff that we had inherited from our systems, societies, educational religions, and instead we're going to try and enter the kingdom of heaven experience. Amen. I'm ready. Absolutely. And so let's look at Matthew 5, right? In, that's where from verse 1 you can look at Jesus' teachings, and it starts off with saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, he starts off with the criteria that you have to be poor in the spirit to to attain the kingdom of heaven experience. As I said, the kingdom of heaven experience is a state that you and I can attain while we are here on earth. That's exactly right. It's it's a spiritually awakened experience. Heaven is where God is. It is doesn't have to be physically confined to a place. It is everywhere where God's presence is. Amen. And where God's presence is, there is no fear, there is no sorrow, there is no apprehension. It's full of hope and faith and uh, joy. That's exactly right. And that's why he says, you know, the spirit-filled life is one with peace, joy, righteousness. Amen. Apostle Paul says that. So he starts off saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. So let's look at that word uh, poor in spirit. Uh, I want to compare and contrast with poor in the natural realm. When we compare and contrast with the poor in the physical realm, oftentimes poor are those people who don't have goods, who don't have finances, as you said, who is devoid of certain comforts. And now, if you compare and contrast it with the spirit realm, what Christ is saying is, there is in the spirit realm, there is a condition where you can be devoid of um, all these baggages that has entangled you in the past. So, 
yes, poverty in the natural realm is no, nothing that no, we don't look forward to that. Everyone wants right. to come out of poverty. Nobody wants to be poor and impoverished. However, in the spirit realms, God is saying it's a good thing to be poor in the spirit realm. Why? Because what happens is as you get rid of all the goods and baggages in the spirit realm, you are able to start experiencing the kingdom of heaven experience because now there is not much standing between you and God. Juno, it sounds like you're saying that we need to create a space for God in our lives. Absolutely, because if you look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, Apostle Paul says, let us strip off every weight, every baggage that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. So Paul talks about what a really poor in spirit means. He's talking about stripping ourselves off every weight, everything. It could be in the soulish realm. It could be in the body realm. What is stopping you from the kingdom experience? Uh, you, you know, Jesus said, do not get into drunkenness and surfeitings and gluttony. All this can bog us down and keep us from the kingdom experience. That's right. As we feed more and more in the flesh and soul realm, our ability to see clearly the spirit is hindered. If you're well-fed by the world, you may not have a thirst for the things of God. Absolutely. So when he's, when God, Jesus came to the scene and said, and he started off with this first beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, this is not something by default happens just because you wish for it. There's an active involvement expected from you and me to make this a reality, right? If you look at the other beatitudes like blessed are the merciful, in other words, you and I have to deliberately step in and do this act of divesting ourselves of these baggages in the spirit. So when he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, he's saying, blessed is Michael Farmer if he makes a choice to get rid of, to strip off every weight that in the soul and the flesh realm so that he can experience the reward is what? The kingdom of heaven itself. That's right. So, you know, in, in our whole talks, Michael, this whole podcast and the broadcast we have is about how can we have the spirit man forward? and let the flesh and the soul take a back seat. And this Beatitudes of the Sermon on the Mount is amazingly uh, in line with what we are teaching, right? Because the first prerequisite for a spirit-forward life is you making a deliberate choice of having a simpler life. Amen. You know, whether it's, like I said, whether it's organizing your environment or uh, turning off that TV and the noise that's around you or... Um, or maybe even fasting a meal to just get silence your flesh a little bit. Whatever it takes to clear out, to have more clarity in the spirit, is going to help you attain the kingdom of heaven experience. We are created as expressions of God, and we will never be happy or content until we connect in the spirit realm with God, right? We are spiritual right. beings. If we keep feeding our flesh and soulish realm only, we are always left empty. And so... Uh, in line with all these Beatitudes, uh, we have three that you can segment together, correct? So blessed are the poor in spirit, right. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Again, heaven is not one physically confined location. It is wherever God is, you can bring heaven down. That's Amen. why, that's why um, in, in the Lord's Prayer, we hear this prayer, let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth. When we say thy kingdom come, we're talking about let the kingdom experience where the presence of God is, let it come wherever we are. That's right. Whether it's, whether it's in Europe or Asia or America, no matter what, where we are, let the kingdom experience pour out. You know, what strikes me about this passage 
is that Jesus was correcting or changing the, the current thought. You know, the natural inclination for a person who is not awakened is always to look for physical blessings or right. physical manifestation of something, right? Our, our natural inclination is not to seek after spiritual things. So what Jesus did was he did it in phases, even with his own disciples. That's he, right. He did not just introduce them to the spirit realm or the spirit concept right away. He took them in phases so that they can digest what he's saying. And even disciples, it took them years before they started to realize the truths in the spirit. If you look at our Beatitudes here, so we have three segmented uh, in the same line of thought, which is blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the pure in heart, and blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Amen. And so I want to get into the second one, which is blessed are the pure in heart. So the poor in spirit, we said, it ha- you, it's about you actively making yourself free from everything that entangles you, anything that um, hinders you from experiencing the kingdom, okay? And now pure in heart is talking about, if you look at the Greek word for the word pure, it's actually clear, just like pure water, clear water, clear from all contaminations. So when he says, blessed are the pure, you can rephrase it and says, blessed are the clear in spirit. Wow. And guess what the reward That's is? Awesome. You will see God. Amen. So God is again driving the emphasis for clarity. We have to start striving for clarity in the spirit. It's not about how much rituals I can do or how much uh, um, principles I can obey here. He's talking about, guys, pursue clarity in the spirit so that you can know who you are, whose you are, and walk with boldness and confidence. Hundred percent. Yes. You know, seeing God really is the central work of Christianity. Absolutely. It's just seeing God meaning, as I mentioned, who you are and whose you are. Right. Because God wants his people all over the world to wake up to their spiritual identity. Amen. And he wants to know that every one of us are divine expressions. We don't need to live in an inferior realm of fear and distress and hopelessness. We have a God who is ready to help right away. And that begins by encountering him or seeing him. That's it. That, that, that begins with that clarity. And that's right. why Jesus is saying, hey, strive for that clarity. Talking about your spiritual senses. Absolutely. You know, having your spiritual senses tuned and trained to the frequencies of heaven. Amen. And uh, if you look at the book of Revelation too, he talks about John sees a vision of heaven, and he says it's like crystal clear glass-like material. Wow. So what he's really talking about, the consciousness of man, the inner man, uh, he's so clear. It's such, is he, he even says it's like crystal clear. So the heaven is a state of mind. Uh, you know, it's right. an experience where your mind is so embedded in the truths of God, in you can experience the presence of God, you know who you are and whose you are, and that crystal clear clarity brings all these blissful experiences, the abundant life, the joy that God has in store for you. Amen. That's beautiful. That's absolutely right. So when in Matthew 5, when you, when, you know, next time you read Matthew 5 and the Sermon on the Mount, as you read it, I would encourage you to read it from the lens of, hey, there is a part of me, uh, there is a part for me to play. That's right. Okay? And I need to actively pursue uh, this clarity that God is talking about. 
And right. and to have clarity, going back to our previous beatitude, we have to make a choice to say, you know what, I'm going to divest myself uh, or I'm going to get rid of all that is stopping me from seeing th- things clearly. I need to become poor in the spirit. That's right. <laughs> become poor means I don't have all these baggages. I'm, you know, I'm just free. And you have to get rid of your list of do's and don'ts well, and begin so to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's correct. Because the outcome at the end of the day of all that Jesus is trying to teach is that so that we can experience Amen. God himself, the light. The true God manifest in this realm all around us. Absolutely. Because all of us, if you look at you know Google search and self-help books, it's all about, hey, how can I have hope? How can I have more uh, courage? Um, we all want to have that anchor that we can hold on to, right? Yeah. And uh, guys, I'm telling you, there's nothing else stronger than the presence of God itself. The, because he created us, we are his expressions. There's nothing simple about Michael Farmer here, from the synapses of his brain working to his arteries, heart, the whole human system. We are such an amazing being. Right. The Bible even says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are so unique. No two people have the same DNA or fingerprint. That's how uniquely we are made. So the more we tap on back to our spiritual sides, the more we are able to move forward in our purposes. I I like to think of it like this, Junu. The person that God intended and created when he made you Mm -hmm. is the best case scenario for you and everybody around you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely right. (laughs) That is amazing. That's amazing. Thank you for listening to this broadcast. Um, Hope to see you guys soon. God bless you.